everyone. This is Mark Sevy with Plot Points Podcast. Uh, I am with a good friend and sometimes collaborator, author, screenwriter, Christopher Styers. Hey, Chris. Hey, Mark. How you doing? I, you know, good. It's been, you know, I mean, we talk about the weather all the time, obviously. <laughs> but it's been less less worrisome. Um, so yeah, it's been going down a little bit. Yeah, which is uh you know, we're on the, all, all we have to do is get past this. Well, I don't know. In California, you get, you get blazing heat any time of the year. It could come anytime. So, uh, yeah. we're not out of the woods, but, but that's not our job. We're not meteorologists, although we can play one on TV if we wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, what's exciting in your anything going on with your uh, with your writing life? Uh, nothing at the moment that I can say is exciting. Yeah, just you, me. You you started your sci-fi script again, right? Right. I've decided on a change, mm-hmm. so I started from the beginning again, mm-hmm. and I'm working away on that. Now, does that, you know, for some people, that's a massive, you know, anxiety attack that that I don't think that's the case with you, right? No, because I pretty much had the characters already set up and I liked most of them. And the ones that I didn't like will vanish. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just changing some plot stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess that would make it better. So this is the advantage of being a pantser, not a planner. Right. Because you don't get, you know, locked into, you know, an outline that you worked two weeks on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you come up against, you know, something that, that you liked better or something that worked better or whatever. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes something just comes up that, you know, it's like all the light bulbs in your head suddenly go on. Yeah. I mentioned in the i just i mean this we're talking about a little bit what we're working on but i um just finished an article for creative screenwriting magazine uh-huh and it's called wire script so hard to write the temptation was just to put because and and say that's it you know they just are but i did come up with some ideas one of them one of which was and i don't know if this happens in books so much but I can remember at least three times where where i've gone to a movie and it's very similar to what i'm working on and i lose I lose focus and interest and I decide yeah. not, not, and that's easy to do with something that you start off on gangbusters and, uh-huh. you know, you find a different direction and you think, Oh, I don't want to go. You know, that's why yeah. I asked. I thought, cause I know some writers just go, go into depression when they. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, what are you working on anything else besides your screenplay right now? No, nothing else at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. It's a summertime. It's a lazy, hazy, daisy days of. I mean, we're we're supposed to be taking uh, <coughs> siestas in the hottest part of the day, right? <laughs> yes. So that cuts into our writing time. Um, I'm finishing up a couple things. Although the further, the closer I get to the end, the further it seems to dance away from me with this uh, ghostwriting book. Um, yeah. Man, what a what a nightmare this has been. Not. I mean, it's. Look, it's good learning and stuff. It just turned out to be a bigger project than I had anticipated. That happens. Sometimes. Oh man, it's it's well, you know, if this was um, if this was a novel, I would say, okay, well, it's it's developed into a, a different type of 
yes. story or whatever. But because it's nonfiction, you know, it's a matter of, oh, it's just like dancing. I, I mean, I feel like I'm dancing on fire because I'm uh-huh. afraid to change anything or to modify, yeah. you know, even even the photos that these they send me are you know, it's scary to even touch them because they, these are doctors and medical personnel who are putting their reputations on the line every day. You know, I mean, there's no, with you and I, if we write something in fiction, that's stupid and ridiculous or, Uh or, you know, it's like, okay, well, whatever. But these, these people do not have that, uh, that, that ability to do that. They have to be careful. So Anyway, and then, uh, so I, like I said, I just finished an article for Creative Screenwriting Magazine. Hopefully it'll be out maybe this week. It's on why scripts are so hard to write, which was fun. And I mean, it, there's a, as many reasons probably as there are people, but I think I honed in on the more common ones. And I did ask everybody in the class if they would contribute. So I got some other feedback. Um, okay. yeah. And then uh, let's see, what do I step into? I don't, I'm not, oh, I've got other, I've got personal things I've got to take care of this, this month. Yeah. So once I finish this book, I'll probably put my pen aside and just start ro- working on um, some of the, so I got, you know, I got, I got a couple of medical things, nothing, you know, I got to get blood tests and stuff like that. Oh, I know about that. Yeah. Well, they're the fasting blood tests too. Yeah. Which means, you know, and I got to take my car in and, you know, just a bunch of little crap yeah. I got to take care of. So anyway, I'm not sick or anything like that. I just, it's just a normal every so many year, um, what do you call a checkup or something yeah. like that. So. Um, anyway, we're Plot Points Podcast. My co-host is Christopher Styers at ChristopherStyers.com. You can find him on Amazon. Um, uh, Smash Words, Barnes and Noble. He's got eight novels out. What was the last one, Chris? Desire and Witchery. Right, and then, um, and then he's going to have a ninth one at some point. Uh, have you already have you already done the the rewrite on that ninth one? No, I haven't done the editing with my publisher. Yet. Oh, okay, all right. That's um, the last step. Yeah, I want to. One of these days, we're going to talk about that process because uh, I've had to edit a lot of stuff in this book. Uh huh. Um, but it's a completely different process from what your editor is going through because they're not. Right. Do they change? Um, do, does she recommend changes to the storyline or just to grammar, punctuation, or occasionally uh, storyline? Because whatever I had happened, she's going. You know, did that that came out of left field. Oh, okay. You know, or something, or you didn't set this up right, or. Well, I expected more, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, which you understand from editing your um, uh, anthologies. Yeah. Blood fiction and blood fiction, too. Yeah. 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 It's uh, and it, it's a great process for an anthology. I like it because it's not I mean, we're not talking about 70,000 words. We're talking right. I mean, we are at the end of the day, but it's it's individual chapters and stuff. So yes. I don't I don't have to. You know, it's for me, it's more, you know, the thing I mostly do with with the, the anthologies is is work on the endings with the uh, authors because right. I'm a big, big, big fan of good endings. Um, yes. So, I mean, to your credit, I don't think I changed or asked for any changes on your endings on the, the two stories that you have in in the, the volume one and volume two. Um, 
I may have asked you to punch it up a little bit, but I yeah. love your you you got good endings. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, anyway, fo- so find Chris on online anywhere, ChristopherStyles.com. And of course, um, we're part of, well, I'm part, I've started OC screenwriters. So you can find us, you can find us. And then plotpoints.com. There's a phone number you can call 919 scripts, okay. which is 919-727-4787. So what do you, what do you been, you know, this is the other part of our job, Chris, that we hate to do. We hate to have to watch all these great television shows. Yes. I mean, talk about it, you know, I mean, they, you, you, you look at the guys on the street who are, who are doing street work in 100 degree heat and you figure they got it easy compared to what we have to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't, I hope this podcast doesn't get to any of them or there's going to be a big trench in my, in my front yard at, at some point. Yeah. So, oh, I guess we don't get the wrong place. Oh, well. Um, so anyway, but, um, what, what have you been watching lately? I ended up watching the remake of the river wild okay and um i've been watching the second season of the lincoln lawyer oh yeah that just dropped Uh uh-huh yeah and uh every once in a while i find myself just checking out old shows just to see if there's they're the way i remember them Mm -hmm. yeah i'm doing that too yeah. And yeah. sometimes I'm going, yeah. And other times I'm going, they're definitely dated. Well, you know, you can't help but notice. Um, I mean, I get nervous when I watch some of the old uh, Brit yeah. TV shows like uh, Taggart or Morse or uh-huh. you get nervous because to th- even just to find a telephone to call something in. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. There were no cell phones. There was no right. I mean, it, couple of them had, you know, radios and stuff like that. But um, yeah, yeah, I found that to be true with. So I started to watch Newhart, um, ah, okay. the one the one where he's in Vermont with his wife. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and actually, the show is really, really well done, except uh-huh. this. The laugh track is so uh-huh. ob- obnoxious. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of laugh track. I don't mind. But they have people screaming at the top, you know, oh, my God. You know, that kind of, oh, it drives you nuts. Yeah. I almost turned uh, turned it off last night because of the laugh track. It's just terrible. It's, it's like uh, you and I have talked about <clears throat> Lady Hawk, yes. which is a great movie, but it has a kind of a disco soundtrack. Yeah. Um, and I can go with right, the right. storyline. Well, it doesn't, it might have been okay at the time because, you know, when disco was in, but now it's it's just, it feels like a porn film or something. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I love the movie and I love the concept of the movie and it's so, yes. t- but uh, geez, I can't get past that soundtrack. So, um, and I also started a new show called, I don't know if I mentioned this last time called silent witness, which is about a forensic pathologist. And it's really, it's, in, it's really nicely done, but the, the most Im- impressive part of it, it's 27 seasons so far. Good grief. Yeah, it's uh and the the actress who plays the pathologist lasts I think 8 or 9 seasons and then they switch over but uh-huh. one of the really interesting uh episodes I watched last night I thought, "No, nah, that's pretty creative." I they they have, you know, they're not always on target with some of the stuff and they yeah. do a lot of personal stuff with her life. And you know, you get a little tired of her dating a guy and then finding yeah. something wrong with him and dropping him and stuff, but but boy the stories are really good and I can yeah. I don't I'm really curious to see, you know, when I get into season 20, 
<laughs> if the show is as good as it was in season three, which is where I'm at now. And then I watched an amazing documentary, and I can't remember the name of it, on foodborne illnesses uh, like oh. salmonella and, uh-huh. oh, my God, Chris, don't eat any more chicken. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> So I, so I don't know. I, forgive me if I ask you this question, but this comes out of the documentary. There's four major producers of chickens in the United States. Yeah. One of them is named Purdue, P-E-R-D-U-E, I think it is. Yeah. Not, not like the college, but a different. No, Purdue. because you uh, see some of their commercials on TV. Every oh, OK. All right. So they gave a statistic that just flabbergasted me. Uh-huh. How, how many chickens per week do you think that they grow? I don't know. Twelve yeah. million. Oh, good grief. 12 million a week. One, one of the four menu of, uh, the, look, I know canes is very, or, uh, whatever that raising canes is very popular. And so is Chick fil A, yeah. but my God, 12 million. They showed the hatcheries. It's, 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 in, it's astounding. I, I, yeah. anyway, but the point of it is, is they, uh, they were talking about the, that most chicken, uh, anyway, it's a great documentary. Don't eat, you, you won't eat chicken, peanut butter. Uh, romaine lettuce or cantaloupe ever again, but stop, uh, stop. <laughs> I don't want any, I don't want any more on your list. <laughs> well, the thing about cantaloupe was kind of surprising. I hadn't thought about it, but you're, it's impossible to clean a cantaloupe properly because yeah. of the skin is so wrinkly. Uh-huh. And when you cut through with a knife, the knife takes whatever bacteria is on the surface of the, the cantaloupe skin and carries it through to the fruit. Stop so, telling me this stuff. Yeah, I'm just telling you. you <laughs> so, yeah, you notice how I listen to you, right? Okay. Yes, I know. All right, I won't get into the rest of it. But. Okay. Anyway, it's on Netflix. It's uh, it's 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 like they they kind of rushed it a little bit. I felt like it could have been a little bit more not not in depth. They 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 went into a lot of depth, but they kind of rushed yeah. they rushed through some of the stuff, and I wish they would have yeah. done a little bit more. So. <laughs> My name's Mark Sevy. This is Christopher Styers, my co-host, ChristopherStyers.com, and everywhere on uh, the interwebs at uh, book, fine bookstores. He's he's a published author and working on his couple screenplays. Um, we are bi-monthly, which means uh, every other month or every other week, I think. No, two, every two weeks. Come on, yeah. get it together. And you can reach us at, at plotpoints.com, which is the website, or on any podcast. I mean, we're everywhere. Uh, they got, we get picked up everywhere. So, and then, uh, 919 scripts, which is 919-727-4787 is our phone number. Call us and yell at us if you want. Tell us how yes. great we are. Doesn't matter. We, we yeah. don't listen anyway. So <laughs> we only listen to the compliments, right, Chris? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, so Chris, you, you are such a big, uh, fan of this author. Um, and I, I guess everybody is. I mean, I am too, but I, I, I freely admit I haven't read many of his, his novels, but we're uh, going to, we're going to pick our top five movies made from Stephen King move, uh, novels. Yes. So, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I had a tough time. Did you? Yes. Mm. There were some that I didn't include that um, could have been. Mm-hmm. But anyway, here's the five that I, Stand by today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Sleep. Oh, okay. Okay. It chapter it, one. Right. Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Stand by me. Right. 
and the dead zone. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh. So I haven't seen some of the ones on your, I haven't seen right. it yet, but, or, uh, or Dr. Sleep, but I picked uh Firestarter. Okay. Children of the Corn. Okay. Uh, the Green Mile. Oh, okay. Carrie. Ah, uh, the original. Yeah, uh, with the Sissy Spacek. Oh. And Dead Zone. So, yeah. you know, now I do, I haven't seen a lot of the Stephen King. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't pick um, the one with uh, James Caan. Um, Misery. Misery. Yeah, you. It, you was, it and Green Mile were originally on my list. Yeah, but I decided to go with these others instead. Yeah, and I had Shawshank Redemption on mine, but I went with Green Mile instead. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, those are those are five move. Uh, well, those ten movies there that you can. Yeah, I mean, Firestarter is, I think, was I think Drew Barrymore's first. Yeah. Extended role, and it I, I thought it was just a great great movie. Uh, enjoyable, yeah. very enjoyable. Uh, so it has a chase motif, which is a great way to write a film because you never you you can go from place to place to place to place. Yes. Um, as long as you make it reasonable that they don't ever get caught, and with her being as super powered as she was, of course, she was part of the way that, the reason that the way that they escaped uh, being captured. Yes. So. And you know, I don't know. I have to talk about this one of these days. The anticipation—you know, they're going to be captured, right? You just know yes. from being a great movie buff that they're going to be captured. So there's a lot of suspense as to when. Yes. Um, and how. Which, yeah, and how, and that's a. I think that's a great, uh, great way to write a script. It's easy to, you know, as long as you can keep it moving and and interesting. I think it's a, a an easy to do motif. It's kind of like a road trip. Yeah. So. <laughs> Okay, so did we had a question? Yes. Yes, we did get a question in. And uh, the question is, what are good methods to determine scene length? So this is an impossible to answer question, except there are some maybe thumbnail uh, or, or rules of thumb. Okay. Uh, you, you, no scene should last Really or truly, no scene should last more than a page and a half yeah. or two pages. Uh, there are exceptions, obviously, good monologues or good uh-huh. exchanges. And chase scenes sometimes go that long. Yeah. Uh, fight scenes, action scenes. Yes. Um, but really, if you look at a script, I think I did this a couple times. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's accurate. A hundred pages of script is about a hundred scenes around yes. there. Okay. Now, some of those scenes can be a half a page. Some of them can be two pages, but it, it, it kind of evens out around a hundred pages is a hundred mm-hmm. scenes. So, so you can't really have scenes that are that long because it right. just, it, it, they drag. Yeah. Um, the best thing to do is I, I have this rule of thumb, start late, leave early. Oh, okay. So start as late as you can in the scene to make it make sense. And leave as early as possible with a good ending, with a great, you, you want your scene to pull into the next scene. Yes. Um, so if you kind of keep those rules in mind, I mean, there's no, like I said, there's no, you, you, you know, I'll say that. And then you look at a Aaron Sorkin script and he's got a 10 page dialogue scene yeah. and it's brilliant, right? Or, yes. or you look at something that has each scene is 50 is a half a page. You know, there's, yeah. there's a million of them. Um, so it, it's it varies and stuff like that. But the other the other thing I would say is you get a sense of pacing, which is what the scenes being short or long mean is your pacing on your film. The more you write, the more you write, 
I can remember my first script. I had scenes that went on for five or six pages. Yeah. And you, you know, now I, it would be, it would be a miracle if I had a scene that long. Gotcha. So uh, you just learn just like anything else. But, um, it's something to, it's something to, you know, the, the other thing I should say is sometimes when I read students work, they have a, com- an, an in- inherent sense of that. Yeah. Um, and some people we have to, you know, beat about the heck neck and uh, ears in order to get them to shorten their scenes, but try, you know, do the best you can and get into a workshop. Uh, the only other way to do this is to have somebody read your material more than one person read your material and say, this scene kind of drags, it goes on and on and on. Sometimes yeah. they don't, they're not saying it's too long. Sometimes they're just saying your, your uh, structure, the structure, your scene should have a beginning, middle and end. Oh right. God, there's so many things to say. I keep saying this. Then I say that. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, there's no, it, this could take an entire book. Um, yeah. yeah. So anyway. Um, okay, so we're going to okay. wrap it. We're going to wrap it up here uh, in a minute. In just a second. Uh, remember, we're Plot Points Podcast. You can find us at plotpoints.com. Uh, everywhere uh, fine podcasts are shown or heard or whatever. And then uh, 919 Scripts is our is our uh, phone number, 919-727-4787. Uh, Chris is uh, all over the interwebs on Amazon. He's got a he's got a um uh, Facebook or a uh, Facebook. He's got author a page. yeah, a, an author. Well, no, you've got a website too, ChristopherStyers.com. Yeah. But he does yeah. have author pages all over. Yeah. So, Chris, give us a give us a brilliant quote from a brilliant writer. Okay, I came across this one and I identified with it. Okay, this, this is from Taylor Sheridan. Oh yeah, that's one of my faves. Yeah, okay. he said, "I don't outline." Hmm. I sit down to write and I take the ride. Mm. If, if something starts to not feel right, I go back to the last place that felt like jazz to me. Mm, good. Yeah. Yeah. He, he does like strike me as a pantser. Uh, but every yep. Taylor, honest to God, dude, I love your work, but does everything have to relate to your Western motif? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I get on that Bronco, I take a ride. If it doesn't work, I jumps off. And yeah. <laughs> well, that, and he has to uh, slow down a little bit so the rest of us can have some possibilities. Right, right. Yeah, well, he's definitely, he's, uh, he reminds me of Shonda Rhimes. In, in, you know, uh, when, she, when Shonda Rhimes hit with Grey's Anatomy, she became oh, every, yeah. you know, she was everywhere. She was doing everybody's this and everybody's that. So, you know, congratulations to the, it's yeah. a, it's a hard ass thing to do is write right in Hollywood. And speaking of that to our, uh, friends and colleagues in both the Writers Guild and in SAG-AFTRA, we, we wish you the best. You know, I hope that that's resolved soon because I know people are burning through their savings. Um, yeah. Well, that's it, Chris. Thank you very much for, uh, again, another podcast. Appreciate it. Not a problem. All right. And for myself, for Christopher Styers at ChristopherStyers.com, for all the men and women at Orange County Screenwriters Association, be inspired, do good work. <laughs>